0: And little kids better get the <laughs> hell out of the way. Because I am running. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one
4: for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman for the First Play podcast. Do you like apples? All right, welcome back into another edition of the Jess Press Play podcast. We took a week off, but we are back. This week we are without LJ, but you've heard all the voices on here, but I think just by looking up on the Skype call, I think this is the first time we've had this group together on the pod. We got Pops, Tony, and Jacob all here. What's going on, guys? What's up?
2: How's it going? What's up, dude?
4: I know we've had we've had Me, Tony Pops, me, Jacob Pops, maybe me, Jacob, Tony, LJ. I just don't think we've had this group. So this could be, you know, magic or (laughs) it could be a train wreck. Stay tuned. (laughs) You never know. Um, We are now, I think we're recording this as of Wednesday, November 11th, 11-11. This, I believe, are we going into week 10 of the NFL season? Is that right? Yep. Week 10. And we can now answer the question of who it was that was the answer to all the Patriots' success. It was neither Tom Brady nor Bill Belichick. It was Brian Flores, clearly. That was it. I mean, clearly. Clearly. We can credit all their championships and the 20 years of success to Brian Flores, obviously. (laughs) Does appear Um, that
0: way, yep. Before we get
4: going, I do want to let our listeners know about our friends over at Bet online. Look, football is in full effect, as we said, going into week 10. College football is getting going. Although there are a little bit of pauses, at least in the south, the SEC is having all kinds of
1: postponements oh, and
4: cancellations and stuff. But either way, football is in effect. Many teams threaten their stuff, and you might not be able to go to the game this year. Although I believe someone on this pod might have been able to go to a game. We might get into that in a little bit later. <clears throat> but you can still get in on all the action over at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable. From game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props. There's future bets. By the way, I may have found my new one of my new prop bets, my favorite ones. You can go on BetOnline and choose. It's the field goal option. And you just say field goal longer than and it gives you a yardage it's been putting it right around 47 47 and a half so far good percentage going but then i kind of did the math and actually 47 because in my head i was like they always kick at least a 50 yard field goal every game between the two teams well i I went and did the math Mm. at the least last week and it was like out of the 12 Mm. games i think it happened seven times so better than not but pretty solid number imagine that vegas has a, a pretty solid number they always do um Either way, BetOnline has all the action. BetOnline is also giving our listeners a little extra. Just use the promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That is armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, so I was clearly joking about the whole uh, Brian Flores, Patriots, and, and all that mess. But let's start with one of the, the, the big names leaving that Patriots roster. That's Tom Brady in the Battle of the Goats. Uh, Drew Brees not washed Brady washed I don't know they keep, We keep changing I'll go Pops first to you Because I know You might have some Some stock in that On your fantasy team That might be It might not be What you want to talk about But Tom Brady The Bucks losing 38-3 to The most lopsided loss Ever in the history
0: Of Brady's 21-year career uh, what would you think, Pops? Well, I know he set another record, too, or at least Tampa Bay did, with four, count them, four rushes for the whole game. I think they had a fifth with yeah. Blaine Gabbert kneeling at the end. But That's that the least, least amount number. Least in the NFL history. Least in history. Mm-hmm. Um, God, yeah, I don't know what to say. You know, what's interesting is I, I did look the turnover. I thought, well, maybe it was a turnover deal. But the uh, New Orleans lost two fumbles. And, and, of course, uh, Brady gave up three interceptions, one of which I think A.B. cost him. I mean, it looked like yeah. he clearly miscommunicated with, with – looked Brad. like a guy who just showed yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. just completely uh, miscommunicated. But, uh, God, four carries in a game, that sounds like uh, Kellen Moore over at Dallas, you know, sometimes. <laughs> well, that um,
4: doesn't happen in real NFL. That's something that happens like on Madden, Madden where you yeah. accidentally yeah. get down by 14 yeah. and you just abandon the run. It really, usually in the NFL, you at least run the ball. 10 times, you think? I don't know.
0: Well, and I could give you some stats, but like first downs, 27 to 13. Total yards, 420 to 194. I mean, just ridiculous. New Orleans just beat the living hell out of them in every way that you could. <laughs> and I don't – I mean, now they've beat them twice, right? So I think they only have a one-game lead. That is lead. right. Right. <laughs> Um, but I mean, they've got all the tiebreakers. I think New Orleans, yep. and, and we'll talk about the NFC here in a little bit because I don't know exactly who's going to come out of that. But I'd say New Orleans looks as strong as anybody right now.
4: Which yeah. is uh, last time you heard us, it might not be what you heard from some of the people on this pod. I think I don't. Yes. I think I might have been one. I know there was a couple people questioning well, whether the Saints can get into the playoffs, and now we're like, or are they the best team in the conference? Um, yeah, sure. I'll say, pops. I think. Uh, it pretty much boils down to the Saints started hot and the Bucks were awful. Both teams had seven first, ha- first half drives. The Saints in those drives went touchdown, <laughs> drove down to the two and Jared Cook fumble touchdown, 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 field goal. Then they kneeled out at the end of the half. Then in the Bucks' seven first half drives, they went three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, two plays in interception, eight plays in a turnover on downs, three plays in interception. So they had 25 plays. Averaging less than four yards per play and three turnovers. That's what leads to 31 0 at half. And Kevin can now
2: turn the channel. I don't need to watch that game any longer.
4: Yeah. Uh, Jacob, what'd you think watching that game?
2: That was, I mean, I enjoyed it just from a, a betting standpoint because the Saints were, I believe, like a four point or uh, four underdog. and they dropped to three.
4: Well, I wish I would have been yeah. listening to you. I was big on the Bucks. I, and uh, yeah. yeah.
2: It was a nice game for me. I mean, I I took, I did did an in-game teaser and got him at plus 10 and took the under. But um, anyways, it was just a fun game to watch. I love, I love, and I can say this because I don't have Drew Brees on my fantasy teams, but I love when Taysom Hill has a big game like this. It's just fun to watch how they use him all across the field. This was
4: one of those you get like to a game where Sean Payton gets to have his Taysom Hill game where he's everywhere,
2: (laughs) exactly. And so the way they use Taysom Hill, I think I know it drives fantasy managers crazy if you have a a Saints player. But the way they use him, it's it's kind of that's kind of how I wish people would have used Tim Tebow, I guess in a sense. I know Taysom Hill might be a a little faster. I'm not sure. It's hard to remember Tebow running back in the day, but um, he's a just such a dynamic athlete that the way they use him it's just fun to watch especially when it works out in their favor and so and it was nice I to see, wonder nice, it was nice to see Michael Thomas back on the field yeah
4: interesting that you mentioned that because I do think it might be more Taysom Hill bought into that role where Tebow wanted to be like yeah a quarterback quarterback and Taysom Hill's like I'm fine you put me at the gunner on the punt team put me at receiver you put me at running back because he's faster than Tebow but also yeah I bet Tebow was working on throwing where Taysom Hill also looks jacked. I think Collinsworth brought it yeah, up. He's, he's, a big, he's not small. He's a no. big dude.
2: Yeah. I was talking to Toria about it because we were watching the game, and she's like, who is this guy? And he's he's lining up everywhere. And I, I had to tell her, like, well, he does everything, but unfortunately he doesn't get paid like any of these positions. He's, he's undervalued, but yet he's super valued on this team. So it's just nice to see a player like that, I guess.
0: Yeah, he's fun so, to watch, no doubt about it. Very fun.
4: Tony, I want to get your opinion. Was this, um, like, leaving that game, were you like, okay, the Saints are the are the real deal? Or now are you having big questions? Because I feel like coming into the game, we were big on the Bucks, And everyone was thinking the Bucs could be hitting their stride, and Tom Brady's figuring out. Are you, like, done on the Bucs, or is this just a blip? What about no. the Saints? Like, what, what was your thought? What was the bigger <laughs> takeaway?
5: Well, I'm glad everybody can't see the podcast versus hear the podcast because they could see that shit-eating grin on – Prestige worldwide as he did call but the Saints were not out of the playoffs. So yeah, I'll um I'll say this. Um
4: Yeah, how did the Crow you had a side of Crow there oh, with that game? Absolutely. Didn't you? You did,
5: <laughs> absolutely. I'm gonna I'm gonna we may get into it later, but I I I I've, I've got an excuse why the 49ers won't be in the playoffs now because they've lost every freaking position you can to injury. Yep. But um <laughs> for this game, the Bucks and the Saints if you go back and look at Bruce Arians' coaching uh, history and Tom Brady, it, it, they, they're they streaky. And so especially this year, uh, Bruce Arians is – I'm sorry, Bruce Arians is very streaky. And I think Tom Brady may have fallen into that. And we saw that last year with Jameis Winston. Now you got to kind of wonder, well, was really Jameis Winston uh, a victim of Jameis Winston or a victim of Bruce Arians? Because um, – you, you know, the, Tom Brady doesn't until this year. Tom Brady doesn't do this now. Tom Brady hadn't been forty three until this year, so you know you, you wonder <laughs> that. But this year, specific specifically, he has had up, down, up, down, up, down. I think the Bucks will be back. This is one of those games where you go, oh, yeah, you got me," you know. And it doesn't matter if it was if it was thirty one to twenty eight at halftime or thirty one to nothing at halftime; they were going to lose this game, and uh, so. um I think the Bucks will be back, at least in contention, uh, and uh, we'll see this week how the the betting lines go. But uh, uh, I I think that uh, I I wouldn't give up on the Bucks. They've got too much offensive talent, and they're a better than average defensive team, uh, except except for last week. So yeah, that's that's my take on it. Is just it's just we're seeing the streakiness of Bruce Arians.
4: Yeah, I, it to me that game was a combination of. As Dad mentioned earlier, with rushing the ball four times, and then you look at Tom Brady stats too, they just got outplayed. Mm-hmm. Like you don't run yeah. don't the only reason you don't run the ball more than four times is because you're looking at that line of scrimmage and going, we are getting blown off the ball. We don't have a chance at running, and so that's why you don't even try it. And then also the game plan was terrible. Like Bruce Arians just got undressed by Sean Payton in that game. I that's not sugarcoat I ooh, That's it's not a very on, pretty uh,
3: pitcher, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: I heard on uh, Get first. Up, uh, Dan Orlovsky was on Get Up, and he said that that was the worst game plan he's seen all year, and that includes every jet snap that he's watched. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's <Wow>. pretty,
2: pretty <laughs> well, bad. Ouch. Do you think they just gave up on the run too quickly? I mean, four rushes, like, if, you're, if, if the other team is firing on all cylinders, the one thing you should do is try to run the ball. Get, keep them off the field, and I wonder if just you have Leonard Fournette and he didn't touch the ball until really the second half, and that was all. Yeah, done. you have Leonard Fournette, passing. and you
4: have a Ronald Jones who's been solid this yeah. year. He hasn't been bad. I, I yeah, just, yeah, part yeah. of me wonders if you should give up on it because they just weren't winning. But mm-hmm. and this is this has a bigger question to like Tony said, Bruce Arians is not what Brady's used to with he's used to Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. Say what you will about McDaniels as a head coach, that wasn't great, but mm-hmm. he's a smart offensive mind and. Belichick's kind of that steady, where even when things look crazy in the first quarter, he's not going to go crazy. Where Arians, like we mentioned, they got down so much so quick, you wonder if he just started he kind just of freaking out down. a little bit because it just. Do you
2: think? Do you think the this being AB's first game that I, I, to me watching it, I looked like they just tried to force things to him, and I was wondering, it, Yeah, it just definitely didn't work out for one interception. Oh. I know that, but I, I mean, I'm still shocked they honestly brought him in, but. I'm just curious if yeah. that's one of those things. Like, and to me, if if I'm just guessing here, I'm assuming because Brady's the one. Um, Brady's the reason they probably brought him in on the Patriots. He's probably the reason they brought him here now. You think Brady's like, hey, I'm vouching for this guy, so I got to make sure he shows up, and he's maybe forced. Well, so the ball? I don't. There know. There
4: are reports from NFL Network that like Brady, before coming when he was leaving the Patriots, he said to other teams, "I'll come," but one of the caveats is you have to bring Gronk in and bring Antonio Brown in. That was his two things. Hmm. And that, now, I'm not 100% if that's true, but it does kind of make sense because apparently like AB still like staying some nights at Brady's house or something and yeah. Brady's he's he's a big TB12 guy now. Always wearing the hat and talking about how he helped him turn his life around. There's a hmm. weird connection there. I wonder Tony. I see you shaking your head. Do you think there's any any thought to wear it cuz he kind of forced out in the ball a little bit which maybe he's trying to prove it right that AB's going to be good there, but the locker room we've seen receivers kind of blow up a locker room. Uh, a Terrell Owens, could we see that at Tampa? Or do you not worried about it? No,
5: I'm not worried about that too much. Tom Brady is too big of a, a personality in the locker room to let that happen. Plus, as you said, AB is beholden to him, and uh, that that kind of can kind of be a strange relationship. But I, I'll say this: I, I don't believe that story that Brady would have said, "If I'm coming, you got to bring." Gronk and that now, Gronk maybe, but AB, there's no way because he could have said, Hey, that I Houston wants to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, go get DeAndre Hopkins and I'll come. You know, I, you're gonna, yeah. we may have this conversation later, but you know, there are a lot better receivers you could go out and get than and Antonio Brown. Now, I'll say, but that,
4: AB's one that you could realistically get. You know, he yeah. was out there, nobody wanted to touch him,
5: yeah, that and that's true. Uh, but I, I. A.B. is still good. He showed some flashes. He still has some of the best hands in the game ever. And uh, okay. and so he did a, you know, you saw him on, on some of those catches. But I, I really think what happened here in this game, uh, to what Jacob said, I think they came in and had a 15-play script. And they saw something in the tape that said, we're going to hit them with short passes, we're going to hit them with intermediate passes, and we're just going to blitz them. And Arians didn't get out of that until it was too late. By the time he got out of that script, as you as you said at first, Kevin, he was down twenty eight to nothing, and he hadn't even gotten through his first fifteen plays yet. So I, I think that that's to me. I think that might have been what happened and why we didn't see that that run game uh, uh, materialize.
4: Yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see. It's weird. I still think that receiving core is really good in Tampa Bay, and I think they will be good, but it has been weird. They haven't been great now. They haven't been healthy all at the same time, and I do think the big picture is going to be if this lines up in the playoffs where we get the Saints and Bucks again. The Saints, say what you will about it. It's been an up-and-down year. They've looked real good against Tampa Tampa Bay, and I love the Mike Evans-Marshawn-Lattimore matchup where Lattimore, the Saints corner now in the last three games they've played – Evans has two targets and zero receptions in all three. And Lattimore knows about that and will tweet about that. Like he's not afraid to let Evans know that he's been locked up in the mm-hmm. last three weeks. So, hey Kevin,
5: last thing—I don't know if the IT department can look into this and maybe tell something later or maybe on the next pod. How many times Brady was sacked in this game? And uh, we talk about all those other matchups and stuff. Three times. Okay, that's he says three times. Uh, Tom Brady—that's the key. If Tampa's offensive line can't protect him and they had a bad night, Brady's gonna have a bad night. And and we talk about all these receivers and stuff. That's where it starts with is is Tampa's O line being able to protect him. He's gotta have a pocket.
4: Tampa needs to do what they need to do. It's just the same thing that I'm gonna do after this game. I I was having a good day gambling. And then I was feeling real good. I I was not like Jacob. And I thought, four points, that's not – we're good. Tampa's going to win by a touchdown and the over. And I might have went ahead and put a a larger bet than I normally would because I was just feeling good about myself. So, we all just need to – we're not even going to go look at the tape. We're just going to bury that game ball. We're going to forget about it. We're going to kind of just re-level because I I was having a big head and I need to get back to my normal self and that's what Tampa needs to do.
2: So, let's just put
4: it in the past.
2: I think you just saw a Saints team – Hitting on all cylinders, and hopefully they can carry that into playoffs. But you just saw the lowest of what Tampa yeah. Bay can be. They hopefully they can only go up from here, and that's God, like, just like dude. you said, Kev. Just throw it out, go back, re- regroup. You'll be for just fine. And
4: that's one thing you get with T- with Tom Brady. Like it's not like he's yep. going to let this affect him next week. He's going to be like, all right, screw it. That was a regular season game. We still at least it wasn't the playoffs. We'll so get to it. Good.
2: But yeah, if anything, it's just going to fuel him for next week. So.
4: All right. Now we move on to the battle. That was a battle of former MVPs. Now we go to the battle of, dare I say it, future MVPs in the Dolphins Cardinals game. That game was fun to watch. I don't know if y'all got to catch all of it, but man, Kyler and Tua put on a show. The worst part about that game, the only bad part I could come up with is these two quarterbacks will not play again until the next presidential election unless they make the Super Bowl. That's the only problem. (laughs) (laughs) Pops, what did you think about, those are both quarterbacks we've talked a lot about, uh, both ones that I know you've been interested to kind of watch. We've talked about them at least off the pod. Did you get to catch that? And did you have any thoughts? off You of know, it?
0: I didn't get to watch much of it because I was watching the the great Garrett Gilbert. Is that his name over at Dallas? <laughs> um, that Dallas Pittsburgh game. So of course Romo was calling it, and so I enjoy watching Romo call, listening to Romo call a game. And then Dallas stayed in it, and and Gilbert played. Stayed pretty in. it, well. They're up ten. <laughs> well, yeah. So so I and then I was seeing the highlights on a uh, Red Zone channel, and I turned over to see the very end of the game. So I really can't speak to anything. Uh, I bet it was a hell of a game. I wished I would have watched it because those are the two most exciting young quarterbacks. Uh, I think they're the – well, Mahomes. Mahomes is probably in that conversation. <laughs> there's a, there's yeah, a guy – there's a $500 up.
4: million man <laughs> in Kansas City that would like probably to have Probably Lamar Jackson
0: too. But anyway, two yeah. of the most exciting young quarterbacks, and I didn't get to watch it. So, uh.
4: Well, so the good thing for me, Pops, is as I've mentioned on this pod, Garrett Gilbert tried – to make me enjoy a Cowboys game, but luckily there was a better game on, so I just didn't go over there. I just stayed and watched the game that was more fun for me. Tony, what do you think from that game?
5: I, I liked it. It was fun to watch, and I'll say there's a, just about every game this past weekend was fun to watch. Didn't get my bets right all the time, but they were really fun to watch. And, um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm still not 100% on Tua. I think athletically he's there. Um, I think he's still got a lot to learn about the pro game, but he really – you can see his presence on the field and and how it impacts uh, his team. So, on that aspect, I'd give him an A. Uh, Kyler Murray. uh, So good. I hated to see him do that because one of the guys I was playing in fantasy had him, so I I was pissed (laughs) off about it, honestly. But um, And let the other guy know about it. He had a terrible draft. Uh, So – but you can see what Tua can be, um, and I think that uh, uh, I think Kyler still probably has has a little bit of a head start on Tua as far as how they'll be in the future.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, we are in the second year of Kyler. I'm not. We already know I'm a big Tua fan. I'm, I think I've made that a, a note on the pod. But the game was real. He went twenty of twenty eight, two hundred forty eight yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Ran the ball seven times for 35 yards. I was just impressed. It seemed like time after time on like a big third down play, he just made the right decision. There were a couple of times where he, he did something wrong, but and there was a couple of balls that I thought were just put right on the money, but yeah, he was outplayed by Kyler Murray who went 21 to 26, 283 yards, three touchdowns and on the ground went for a hundred yards and a touchdown also. Uh, Jacob, what'd you think watching that game? I mean, we got to see some good young quarterbacks at least.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I know, I was watching red zone channel and I feel like it was flipping back and forth to this game a lot just because of all the highlights I kept having. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Looking at the stats. I mean, I feel bad. It's the only thing, the only fault to Kyler is that one fumble. Um, yeah. But I mean, looking at the score, it, it really came down to that very first touchdown, that defensive touchdown for the, for Miami. And if you take that away, it's a, it's a quarterback against quarterback. Kyler comes out on the top. Um, but it was a hell of a game by both of them. I, I, I give a ton of props to Tua because I know I was definitely one of those guys questioning why is Miami changing all of a sudden, and he's shown nothing but promise, and so I'm very hopeful for their future, and they, defensively, they're pretty sound, they've done it correctly, they've built that de- defensive backfield up pretty good, actually, with draft picks, so I'm excited to see what they do in a couple of years with two hours rookie contract, so...
4: Both of those teams kind of, I know they gave up 34 and 31 in that game, so it's hard to say, Mm -hmm. like, the defenses were good, but I do like both of those defenses. I think they're both not like the Steelers' defense, but they're good enough, and Kyler Kyler more so than Tua so far this year, but they've shown they can put up some points. So Mm -hmm. Both of those teams are intriguing going down. I I don't think I would pick them to win a Super Bowl, but I wouldn't really want to play them in the wild card round. I wouldn't
2: say this year for sure for neither, but – Boy, with those two QBs on rookie deals, we've talked about it before on this podcast. Rookie QBs that can show out in their first year or two, it allows you a lot of opportunity if they stay on those rookie deals to do something. So I'm excited to see what they. Yeah, do. if
4: you got if you got a good coach and a good GM, which I think the Dolphins do. Whatever's going on with Flores, I've, we've we talked about. We like them. And then as you were mentioning, Jacob, they between getting Byron Jones in free agency, which has worked out, and then a lot of good draft picks in that defensive back and up front that you. I like what they're building, and they get all the Texans picks because Bill O'Brien just gave them the whole draft. That's right. So I yeah. like their future if they can. <laughs> they get they get three or four years on this to a rookie deal. It's time. It's time to go for it now. Mm-hmm. I believe if you're if you're the Dolphins, um, here's
5: here's a prediction, Kevin. You ready? I'm ready. I think Zeke Elliott is going to look real good in
4: teal and orange. They're going to go get that big contract. I yeah. I don't know. If I'm Dallas, I'd kind of be happy to get out of that contract yeah, right now.
5: No I mean, mm. Pollard I think the a couple good, of,
2: so.
5: I think a couple of first, uh, first second round draft picks are headed Dallas's way when we see Zeke Elliott playing in Miami. Interesting.
2: Interesting. I, don't think I could so. see. I could you see just, it. You just signed mm-hmm. all those guys. You give it at least a one year where Dak's actually healthy the whole year to see what you actually have. Then maybe yeah, you can freak I, out. Also,
4: Not. if I'm the Dolphins, I think. The league's kind of shown us it's smarter yes. to just try to try your chances at running backs, and now they have a bunch of first-round picks. You go get go the get running your back you like. Yeah.
5: I think Tua's the kind of – but I don't know that there's the bell cow – anyway, I don't think there's the bell cow running back coming out of this year's draft, and I think that uh, Zeke's that kind of guy, and I am really concerned about – his future in Dallas If it's not this year Or next year Because of what he's done This year But that's That's for another, another That's podcast. Right. It's, <laughs> it's it's not the health thing It's the mental thing He is flat Checked it out So anyway
4: um, And then The other thing That was annoying In this game We'll move on Zane Gonzalez Come on At 40 What was it 48 <laughs> yard oh, field goal He got yeah. short on it It's one thing to miss it I get uh-huh. missing it Short You're in the NFL Let's go Yeah <laughs> That's um, it's like
5: a, it's like a Tom Brady pass. Uh, <laughs> oh, now, wow. <laughs>
2: man, just, just firing <laughs> shots there. <laughs> it in. He only averaged five and a half. So
0: <laughs>
4: um, moving on to another big game that I know a lot of people were watching in the, in the noon slate, we had the MVP, Josh Allen finally showed back up <laughs> and uh, Russell Wilson was not so MVP like in his performance. Um, First thought from me watching that game, and this might sound like the hater in me, because I've mentioned that I'm not sure about Josh Allen, and he just put up a huge game. But I don't, I just don't know for sure how much that was Josh Allen playing great and how much was the Seahawks' D sucks, at least that passing defense. I think it's both, but I just don't know which one's more so. Uh, Pops, did you have a thought on that one?
0: Wow, you, you just broke out on me. I'm sorry. What were you asking me about the uh, Buffalo-Seattle game? Yeah, with that Josh
4: Allen, I'm just not sure if it was Josh Allen playing great or the Seahawks defense is terrible. I think it's both, but I'm not sure which one to weigh more on. What do you think?
0: So Seattle's defense is horrible. This is true. They did travel all the way from, I mean, as far on the west coast as you can to just about as far on the east Coast, just about as you can. Uh, Buffalo really showed up. There were, by the way. Two of the best receivers in the NFL were on the field in this game, which we may get to a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I don't know. I, I, you know, Buffalo looked good. I didn't get to see this game either. Uh, I was shocked to see Buffalo handle Seattle uh, the way the score looked. Uh, so, So, yeah, I was shocked about it. I don't think Seattle's done, but that defense – I mean, what happened to the Legion of Doom? It's it is, it it is gone bye bye in the rearview mirror for sure.
5: <laughs> the Legion of Doom is waiting for somebody to pick him up as a free agent. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I think <laughs> I terrible. think
4: they were actually they were the Legion of Boom. They look like the Legion of Doom now because yeah. they're just so they're yeah. so tragic back there. Allen broke out of his slump, starting twenty for twenty two. He ended up with thirty one of thirty eight, four hundred yards, three touchdowns. I think he also ran in one. Russ was okay, but he also had two interceptions and two lost fumbles. That ends up losing you some games. I think some of that is Russ tries to make up for that defense. But I just want to, before I get your thoughts, uh, Jacob, I do want to point out, I looked up, uh, I saw this on Twitter. It was the most passing yards allowed per game all time. And just looking at uh, the number eight was the 2013 Eagles at 289. Number, f- number four was the 2015 Giants at 298. Number two... Is the 2020 2020 Falcons, this year's Falcons, at 311 yards per game? Number one, right now, the 2020 Seahawks at 365 yards per game. So they're blowing it out of the water. Just for comparison, Dallas' defense, who we've talked a lot about, which is terrible, they only average 200. I say only because I'm comparing it to the Seahawks. They (laughs) average 224 yards per game passing. So the Seahawks are way worse than the Dallas defense, which is terrible. At least defending the pass. Uh, Jacob, what do you think of that game? I know you, you, you like Josh Allen. Was this kind of yeah. reiterating what you thought he was? This, this to
2: me, just – I got to watch a lot of this game because I had multiple people playing in it. But um, this, to me, was like a get-right game for Buffalo. and But it was against, this, coming in, the 6-1 and one Seattle Seahawks. like
4: A Super Bowl-continued yeah, Seahawks, at least it, we
2: thought. It was totally crazy. I mean, Josh Allen – Probably his best game of the year, and you're right. The defense, it's just proven. Jamal Adams, I think, first game with the Seahawks, he he was great. Got hurt, and now, and I think that defense is also banged up in multiple areas. But no matter what, that is the worst pass defense in the NFL, no doubt about it. And Josh Allen had a field day with it. Um, I mean, it was exciting to see him get back on track. This Buffalo team is scary now because he's had two slump or two or three weeks of a slump now. And they still won, and now that he's, if he can get back on track, I don't know what they could be, but it was nice to see Josh Allen, what he, that's like his height, that's his ceiling, and I'm sure everyone in Buffalo is rejoicing right now. Russell Wilson, you're right, I think he's just trying to do too much, trying to make up for that defense, he's holding the ball too long, probably trying to find DK deep. I think, now I did see a stat during the game, he got hit or knocked down or rushed, I think, Eighteen, possibly the number
4: they showed it during towards the end of the game, and it was super high. It was was, close to twenty. It was
2: the most in his career, I believe, that he's been knocked down or or intercepted or rushed, and so that just speaks to what he's having to go through this year with that team. But
4: and he did still uh, go for three hundred ninety yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it wasn't like he was terrible
2: for all you fantasy players out there. Trash points still count, and so (laughs) my God, he (laughs) he, he saved. saved me. But. Um, they'll bounce. I, I chalk this up just the same as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like they'll be back. They get to go home. I think this next week, or at least on the uh, West Coast. And so, I think they'll be back and ready. And again, they're also missing Chris Carson and um, Carlos Hyde. They're just they got that rookie DJ Dallas leading that backfield, and it's just not working out for them. They're definitely yeah. one-sided right now. So
4: yeah, they do. They have a chance to bounce back, but it is going to be against the Rams and. In- at L.A., which that actually turns into a huge game mm-hmm. for the NFC West because the Seahawks lead by a game right now. So that yeah. is going to be big. Tony, what were your thoughts on that Bill Seahawks game? Yeah, so three things,
5: uh, and you've pretty much touched on them all. Yeah, the Seattle defense is just horrible uh, from the, to the pass. And, yeah, I, I think what we've seen the last two weeks is how important Chris Carson is to Russell Wilson to have some I don't type think I realized that until
4: maybe this last two weeks you're right.
5: Yeah, and and you know that's that's something that it maybe gets better this week uh going down to LA, uh maybe it doesn't, but they've got to find some balance and any any offensive team that's been successful, you have got to find that balance and you've got to find some semblance of a defense. It's just you can't you can't hope that you're on the road the whole time in the playoffs and you're playing crappy weather so the people can't pass you know you gotta you gotta figure something out and and I had one last thing if you don't mind I, I I'd like to address Josh Allen again as I did <laughs> so hey Josh Josh attaboy. boy take that pressure off you're doing great I appreciate you listening to the pod taking my advice and just relaxing and playing football. Great job!
4: <laughs> I'm sure that will mean a lot to Josh and Allen moving into next I week. Think
5: it, I think it will, as I can, You know, those folks, those uh, folks in Sweden and Norway, they really appreciate that, and we'll let that message get through. Tony,
0: I, I think I noticed him on the field just going R E L A X. Yeah, I think really? he was Relax. I think he was Relax. doing that. Yeah. He
4: was. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think we're
0: going to get into
4: Super Bowl teams teams we think can legitimately win the Super Bowl. The Seahawks one is in. Both of these teams are really interesting to me actually. But the Seahawks one to me because the offense is there. I just worry if the defense is that bad. You can win with like a a semi-bad defense, but you can't win with an historically bad defense, <laughs> yeah. and right now they are that. So that, that, and the Bills next week. We we talked about the Seahawks get a good matchup. The Bills next week go to Arizona and play the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Another that's gonna be a fun Could one be to watch. A fun I'm, game. I'm all yep. in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we're gonna move on to teams we think can win Super Bowl, but I want to tell you about a new product over at Manscaped. It is the Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, guys. I guarantee you'll see some hair sticking out of those holes, and it's time to keep your ear and and nose hair looking as nice as Manscaped already has your undercarriage. Look, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate areas. And the premium Manscaped weed whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree roti- rotary dual-blade system. I bet mean, it's just a mouthful to get that all out. 9,000 RPMs around your delicate areas—that
0: sounds a little scary.
4: It does, but Manscaped has—they have you covered. They—they—they—they they're, they will not let those nicks, snugs, and tags happen. And look. The only, this is the only hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with that, with your fingers, Pops? I don't know if you've ever done that. It ain't fun to do. If you've done it with the tweezers, it ain't fun to do. Look, just, just whack them down with the weed whacker. 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hairs is a major turnoff. So it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping us all trimmed and our hairs and holes looking nice. Manscaped.com. Put in the promo code armchair. Get 20% off plus free shipping. All right, let's go to it. I I tried to put this in order of just teams that are the the top to lowest. So we'll, we'll start in the AFC. Can this team? First, we'll just go yes or no, each with each of you, and then we might have the art. We might have a discussion if we're one of us is on a different page. Let's go. Steelers first, eight and zero for the first time in their eighty eight year history. It's kind of wild that it's never happened before. But, uh, pops, yes or no, Steelers? Can they win the Super Bowl? Yes. Tony. Yes. Jacob. No. No. What? Okay.
2: Well, let's oh, hit come the on breaks Homer. lock in the mean, pizza, Pete. They have to go they have to go through KC and I just I'm going to say no. no. Uh, right say, now. They don't right now. KC Right now has has to KC hasn't come No, they still have to, Yeah, right. It's going through their home field, but they still have to go through KC. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, okay. But so so I see, the way I'm asking this question, Yes, they do. yes, they have a, they absolutely have a chance. Yes. Yes, they <laughs> do. <laughs> I, I,
0: I'm interested. <laughs> the a quick day. turnaround, right there! My gosh.
2: <laughs> we well, of wait, I'm gonna be a real, realist that. about it. Obviously, the yeah. eight and O Steelers. Yes, they can win the Super Bowl.
4: Well, I think the idea behind the, the question is more: Can you see them winning the Super Bowl? Because I get, I get, yeah. I get. If we just say. Do I think the Chiefs won it? Yes, and that means
2: all the other teams is <laughs> exactly, a no. Yeah. So I apologize. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I believe yes, the Steelers can. It is
4: interesting though. After trouncing the Browns in Week Six, winning that like thirty-eight to seven, Pittsburgh has won their last three games by three, four, and five. With the loser in each of those games having a shot to win in the final minute. One of those being the putrid Dallas Cowboys on their fourth quarterback. I, it does scare me a little bit. And of course, Big Ben has every ailment known to man. I think it, I saw the injury report showed both knees both and the ankle knees. and shoulder <laughs> was kind of bad. Oh my God. I know LJ's at home just Dude. like throw, banging his head against yeah. the wall. Do right
5: they now. allow
2: wheelchairs on the field? <laughs> Big, ben, Big Ben
5: is going to be turf toe. He's going to be both knees being sprained. He's going to beat the COVID and he's going to play this weekend.
4: That's <laughs> oh, how, yeah. That's he's right, going to play. Man. That's right. right now.
5: That's how strong Big Ben is, man.
4: Funny, all that said, they now have Cincy at home and then Jacksonville. At, uh, and then they'll play the Ravens on Thanksgiving, potentially with the 10-0 record on the line. That could be intriguing on Thanksgiving night after we've all filled up with all kinds of food and kind of slumped on the couch, maybe unbuttoned our pants because they don't fit right anymore. And then we get to watch a good old AFC, what is it, East? AFC North game. Good, yep. good showdown. That'll be fun. Yep. All right, moving on. I think this one will be quick. Um, start with Jacob here, Chiefs. Can they win the Super Bowl? Absolutely,
0: pops. Of course, yes. Tony, yes.
4: Is there any any worry? They they do let teams hang around. Is there any worry at all, or we're we're still fine?
5: I'm so fine. Uh, before Jacob tells us how great each and every position player is <laughs> for the Kansas City Chiefs, I said this a few weeks ago. They're starting to create balance. And we haven't seen Lev Bell really come out, but C.E.H. has has pulled an Aaron Rodgers and said, "Oh shit, you're going to bring somebody in to replace me. I better get my act together." And he's run a lot harder over the yep. last three weeks. They're creating balance in their offense. Um, that you know, you saw um, Patrick uh, get five touchdowns this past week. The week before, what was it, one or two? Because they were running in. They're creating balance on the offensive side and the defensive side, especially in the secondary, is really becoming tough. So yeah.
2: Jacob, do you have any thoughts? Are you worried at all? The formula is still there. The offense can score points. The defense just needs to bend, don't break. Is what I always yell at my TV screen. Like, it's fine. Y'all can have 500 yards against us, but if we hold you to three points in the red zone, then we're gonna most likely come out with the W there. Um, And I think, yeah, like the defensive backfield is definitely getting more secure as they get along uh, throughout the season. So I'm just very happy to see the Chiefs beat a very tough. Panthers team. So <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers
4: are, say what you will, they do play hard. They they play are, hard. I, I, I wouldn't like to give up 31 to them, but you know, they got the win. And at the end of the day, I think the, the Chiefs aren't in the, in the, like, look, let's look pretty and get wins. They just want to, let's just yeah. get wins. If it's two points, if it's 20 yeah. points, whatever That's it is. Right. And yeah. Andy reads up to his damn shenanigans again, that play where he put Patrick Mahomes in My motion. <laughs> and then he catches it on the run and, uh what? He's just having fun with the NFL Shining. at this point. Yeah.
3: Watch this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay,
4: those two teams I figured we would all be yes on. I think most of the NFL watchers are yes on. Uh, but let's go to one I think could get a little interesting. The Baltimore Ravens. Tony, do you think they can still like are they for sure? Yes, they I don't I'm a little concerned. Yes. Yeah, they yes? can
5: still win. Yeah. Yeah, they still win Super Bowl. Yeah.
4: Jacob?
2: They they can. It's definitely not as confident as it was at the beginning of the year with They're them coming off that big season. I've always been, I mean, we've mentioned on here before, I've bet against them because I think they have soft wins. But it's Lamar Jackson. You always have a chance, especially with that defense coming around. So
4: Lamar Jackson has not been as good this year as last year. But, dude, could you really? Could you really expect him to be? True.
2: They're just out of rhythm. I think if he can get any kind of rhythm going with that offense, they'll be there. So.
0: Pops, you agree? Well, you know, I, I read somewhere today where Lamar Jackson is telling that uh, the other teams are calling out their plays, and, and so I really like Harbaugh, so I, I think – who's the OC there at uh, – Greg uh, Roman, who we were – we loved Greg Roman last year. Last year. Well, there's obviously – there's a whole year of, of video uh, uh, on, on Lamar Jackson, and, and, and that makes a difference for sure, and uh, – and so I think with that and 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 I think a natural regression was could be expected uh for him. I do think he'll get it together. I guess I'm being long-winded. Yes, they can win the Super Bowl. They are they are lower on my list. They did not I don't I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. Could they? Yes. I don't I don't see it happening though. I agree with that. They
4: worry they worry me just because like you said Pops to have Lamar Jackson say that he I think he told Rich the Rich Eisen show that Defenses seem to know what they're doing and are even calling out our plays at times. The last time I heard that was some Cowboys players talking about the terrible Jason Garrett offenses at times. That's not a good sign. Now they might get things fixed. And when you're when you're at the point where now you're activating Des Bryant after just best. signing him four <laughs> yeah, days that's... before, your weapons must not be great on the outside if, if that's what you're wow. going to. Now he didn't play a whole lot of snaps, but he played one play. Yeah. I mean, I will It just worries me
2: that they're even doing that. They you know? didn't have the that best must... outside receivers last year though. And so, I mean, it's
4: But now the like Pops mentioned there is is this the NFL kind of figured it out a little bit or or are they I mean, we still got Seven weeks ago, it wouldn't shock me if all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, MVP, still really good. Yeah. You know,
2: I think. So I'll say this. Yeah. yeah, yeah go go ahead. ahead, Jake. I mean, I'm just saying we're seeing an average sophomore slump from a rookie that yeah. just broke out. And so that's honestly what we're seeing. I don't think there's anything to freak out about Lamar Jackson and his career or anything like that. But that, that's But all this I'll
4: year, say. do you think he gets yeah. it right this year? Or could I he? will
2: say there's a. If, if there's. If he can get it right and there is, yes, <clears> a chance they get to Super Bowl. And win it, but again, they just look out of rhythm. Honestly, on offense, they just they just can't get anything. Going. It looked like it looked like Tampa Bay this other night. They just can't get anything going. They can't get drives going. So,
0: but kind of to add on to that, real quick, any game Lamar Jackson's in, he can win. I mean, he is that kind mm-hmm. of talent. So yeah, he can. Kind of talent, yeah. He is that kind of talent. Yeah. Last thing I'd say, in, in, two
5: things. In contrast to what we said about the Chiefs, the Ravens have not found that balance. And they need to find that balance. They need to. Uh, Hollywood Brown, to all his saying, "Get me the ball." Hasn't had an opportunity to develop his uh, his receiving tree. He's got two. Uh, he's got two routes that he runs uh, across the field and down the field, and so that's got to improve. Uh, when Willie Sneed is catching important balls, you, you know you need a second receiver, and so they've got to find that balance. They've got to. And the last thing. Mark Ingram may not be the best running back, but he's a great person to have in that huddle. And I think Lamar Jackson finds confidence that he knows that Mark Ingram is going to make the right block. He's going to hit the right hole. And he can't break it for 20 yards, but he can sure do it for four or five and where we've seen him be. Out of sync here the last few weeks is when Mark Ingram has been out out and and we've seen it, it's tough to depend upon a rookie running back and J.K. Dobbins is their playmaker Justice Hill has flat disappeared Gus Edwards is great around the uh, the goal line but I really think they miss Mark Ingram for, from a running perspective and and from a huddle uh, 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 from a huddle uh, uh, perspective as well.
4: Yeah, I think that's a good way to, to wrap them up because I think J.K. Dobbins is the kind of the key that could unlock them to be really explosive, but Ingram, there's something about Ingram. He's a leader on that team, and they're just better. They're just better when he's there, so I think you're, you're right on that. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, I shouldn't have skipped straight to the Ravens. I just thought we would for sure have some dissenting thoughts on there, but let's go back to the the conference champions, or at least the ones leading. The Bills, we mentioned them. Good week for them. Do you see them, Jacob, as they can win the Super Bowl? Like, would you put trust in Josh Allen to win a Super
2: Bowl? I know you like him, but... It's tough, and it's only the only reason it's tough for me is just because all I can think about is their playoff game last year against the Texans, and Josh Allen just flat out fell apart, honestly, in the playoffs. Throwing
4: 50-yarders to a fullback, throwing balls.
2: So, I mean, the way they're firing right now, I'm going to give it the same chance as the Ravens. Um, So, technically, yes. I'll say yes, but... Boy, that first playoff game is going to tell us something about Josh Allen this year if they even have a chance because he looked terrible in their game last year against the Texans.
4: So we can classify them for you as a, a yeah, but like
2: exactly yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I can easily see them losing at home game against somebody because Josh Allen just he folded under the pressure last year. I feel like so.
4: To me, I'm just I don't know. I'm going to sound like a hater. I'm just I, it's a no for me because that defense is not at least right now is not the same Bills defense that was last year, and I just don't trust Josh Allen. Right now, I think they need him to win the playoff game. I don't really like putting my trust in him to win it. He might not lose it, but I don't want to trust him to, like, go in
0: and carry this. Exactly. So I'm going to say no. Pops, what do you say? I, you know, I would exactly say what you guys have said. I, I like him. I think they're an up-and-comer. I mean, but no. I just – I don't trust Josh Allen yet. Uh, sure like him, but don't, I don't trust him yet. So I'm a no. I'm a no on that Tony?
5: One. I'm a no for the exact reasons you said, Kevin. The defense is not what it was last year. The offense has definitely improved, but the defense has regressed.
4: And they did call some turnovers against the Seahawks, so maybe they're starting to get right. Tredavious White finally looked decent again. But, yeah, I I need to see it before I'm ready to say yes. So, we'll we'll see on that. And the last, AFC South, the the team leading the the AFC South, which they'll probably win that division. That division's pretty bad. Uh, The Tennessee Titans – they're interesting to me, similar to the Bills, where that defense is not like. I think we just assume it's Mike Vrabel, it's a linebackers their head coach. They got to have a good defense. Well, they haven't really been. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Can the Titans win Super Bowl?
5: I'm gonna say yes because they probably they do have the most powerful running back in the NFL. And when the score is 13 to 10 or 17, 16, and you need eight, you need 60 yards to get a field goal. You've got uh, Derek Henry and Steven Gattel Wadakowski, you know. So um, I, I I think that if they're in a close game, they're there. But I, I, for the they're borderline for me because of the defense. But yeah, I, I'm going to say yeah, they proved that they can make a, a, a playoff run uh, last year.
4: Yeah, I think I'm I'm with you on I'm, I'm a yes too. I think I, I trust Tannehill more than I trust uh, Josh Allen right now. Like. And he has a running game. Josh Allen doesn't have that running game where Derrick Henry, you can just give him the ball 20 times and then Josh Allen off, I mean, Tannehill off that play action and he has a stud out at a receiver because apparently all Ole Miss does is put out amazing wide receivers. <laughs> apparently.
0: apparently. Um, so
4: I'm going to go with a yes. I'd really like him to get that defense a little better. But like I said, they play in such a bad division that they'll cruise to wins and maybe get it right before by the time the, the season ends. Uh, Pops, what do you think about the Titans?
0: I, I would have to say a, it's a yes. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Derrick Henry, but you're right. If you need those ground and pound in the cold, I mean, he is the guy. Uh, and and I love AJ Brown. I I absolutely love AJ Brown. Uh, Tannehill is 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 serviceable to good. If Corey Davis ever can get whatever is wrong with him together, um, I think that it. What's that? Is it tied in? Smith? John, John, John U. Smith. Um, um, you yeah, know, ask Jacob about tell John him, Smith. Tell him to get going. Listen, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I guess you need him to. Um, so I, yeah, they've got the pieces. I like the coach there. Um, so yeah, I would say that they are they are a yes. Jacob,
2: I would on, to be honest, I was a no for a, a while this season just because of again what happened last year. If they and it's just like the Ravens, if they because
4: they lost well, to the Chiefs, well, no, it's I it, mean it, they lost it's, to it's just like the Ravens.
2: If you get down, you force uh, Tannehill to have to throw the ball thirty times a game, and that's just not how that's not how they win. I will say this: I love that they added the defensive. Um, um, secondary player is I think it's Desmond King or whoever it was from the Chargers.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have
2: great DB. Anthem. That's gonna, I think, it's he's only been with the team, I think, a game now, but yeah, come and he got a touchdown. Co- yeah, exactly. a like, score. come playoff time, I think he's gonna be a big piece for them. So I think that addition, I will say yes. Actually, I like that's that. Good I, I'm,
4: I'm glad you brought that up. I kind of forgot about it, but yeah, that's a to go get an all pro or yeah. pro bowl corner. And, and like we said, they have such a bad uh, schedule, a bad division. Mm-hmm. they got plenty of time to get him rolling. It's not yeah. like they are going to be fighting for their lives going down the stretch. Yeah. So, Kevin, Kevin, where where is Miami in this conversation? <laughs> well, so my next question was going to be, is there any team – we've mentioned one wild card team. Is there any wild card team in the AFC that you could see as potentially – like is there a potential to win a Super Bowl? I, the teams I've listed are – Dolphins, Colts, Browns, Raiders. That was all teams that have at least five wins. Any of those for anybody?
5: Well, I, I said it. So, I'll say Dolphins. Just because of the chemistry that's going on the, on the defensive side of that ball, they're young, they're aggressive, they're playing well, they've got an aggressive coach. It's that team that you're probably saying, I really don't want to see the Dolphins, right? And and with Tua – I mean, sure, yeah, rookie quarterback, he can probably throw something at him he's never seen before. But as we just said earlier, he seems to handle game situations really well for a rookie. Um, The Dolphins would be a dark horse for me.
4: I just go back, and this is probably – it's going to be a long thing, I think, until Tua sucks or something. But (laughs) I just have a – I remember in the – I can't remember, I think it was the SEC championship game or maybe it was in one of the playoff games. They were playing Georgia, and Tua throws an interception – And, of course, Nick Saban's not happy on the sideline. And you see, too, as it was a sophomore year, I believe, so he's, like, what, 19 years old, goes and puts his arm around Nick Saban, and he's, like, smiling. He's, like, I got this. I'm sorry. I screwed up. I got it. I know what I'm doing. To go up to Nick Saban and not be, like, worried about it, I just think he sees the game the way a really good quarterback needs to. Now, I hope he stays healthy, because he talked about his injury today, actually, on Wednesday, and said he'll never quite be the same player, but he thinks he's going to be fine. I, so I'm worried about that a little bit, but I just think he has that confidence. I think the team has the confidence in him. That's why Flores was fine making the move because it wasn't going to ride out the locker room. And when you're a team that has a good defense and you have a quarterback, you at least always feel you're in the game. I think that's scary. I don't. They're not like Super Bowl favorites, but I, I'm with Tony. I wouldn't want to play the Dolphins come the wild card round. I just think they'd be dangerous. Yeah, and I'll,
5: I'll ask the IT department to do one last thing. Check how many... Uh, starters Miami has from the SEC on the offensive side of the ball.
4: Oh, that's going to take the IT department a little longer to yeah. find.
5: The reason I say that is they've got quality players. They just don't have experience. When Miles Gaskin gets back, I think they found they found something there. And we'll see. Um, Williams is now out probably for the remainder of the year, but um, uh, they're going to see if they can find a second wide receiver. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens.
1: So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion
4: All right, let's go to the NFC, and we'll start. I think this one's pretty – it wasn't obvious uh, two weeks ago, but we'll start with the Saints. I'm going to go with – yes, the Saints can win the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if I would pick them, but yes, the Saints. The NFC to me is the one that's – if I learned anything last weekend, I learned I don't know who's going to win the NFC. I I think it's Uh, wide open. Yeah, it is. The Saints now look like the best team, which I literally two weeks ago we were questioning whether they would make the playoffs – and now they're atop the NFC. I'm going to say yes to Saints can just because they got the Sean Payton, they got Drew Brees, and I thought that defense was going to be really good. They weren't to start the year, but obviously they were last Sunday, so maybe they kind of turned the corner. So I'm going to say yes. uh, Jacob, what are you going to say?
2: I'm going to say yes. That defense, they're they're a roller coaster of a defense. They have highs and lows, but for some reason, I feel like that Saints defense, when it comes to primetime games and playoff games, they show up usually. And they're flying around the field. And I think it's a big deal that that team is healthy now. Without They were without Emmanuel Sanders for a little bit. They were out Michael Thomas for basically the whole year so far. The fact that they're healthy is a big deal to them. So I would say yes.
4: They just added arguably the best receiver in football. So yeah, that yeah. and they're still sitting atop their division with the tiebreaker. Like they're looking good That's right. going down the stretch.
0: Pops, are you a yes? Oh, I'm an absolute yes. And, and somebody y'all hadn't even mentioned, they, they may have the best running back in the whole league too. So. Um. Yeah, I think absolutely New Orleans is is a possibility to win the Super Bowl. We we said receiver. Yeah, I worry
2: we about, said receiver. <laughs> <laughs> True. Fair enough. I
4: worry about Drew Brees' arm strength, but when you have two guys that are amazing playing close to the line of scrimmage with Michael Thomas and Kamara, I mean. Yeah, and Peyton knows how to give him the ball. Yeah, the, well, like their just, weapons are
0: like Jacob said. T- Taysom Hill. I mean, he is such a weapon, and and I love the way that they use him. I, I've, yeah, they're scary. I think that they they're really playing well. They're on a five game winning streak right now.
4: Tony, yeah. Mister Saints will miss the playoffs. Yeah. What's he yeah. saying? Yeah. Yes, he's saying yes. I think Same someone wants us to quit talking that, about the damn Saints.
5: Yeah, yeah I, I they have a chance. I, I, I still don't think the NFC, I think the NFC South and the NFC East have no chance. But yeah, yes. I'll say yes.
4: I'm gonna now right, move on to the NFC West. We'll go to the Seahawks. I'm gonna say no. I do not think they can win the Super Bowl with that defense. I i love I love Russell Wilson. I think he was on a chance to win MVP this year, but I just don't trust that defense, and I don't see it real – I don't see a pathway of it getting a lot better. Uh, Pops, what do you think?
0: Defense scares me. I'm not ready to say no yet because I am so impressed with uh, with Russell Wilson. And, and when does Carson get back? What, what is his injury? Could be this week, yeah, next week. Soon. He had that ankle sprain. Very is totally it a high ankle sprain. sprain, the old dreaded high ankle yeah. sprain? or I don't think it was or high Or just either. a normal – well, just, I, I, yeah. I'm going to say – Just a normal sprain that they're, they're worried Surely – They'll figure something out on the defense. It can't continue to be this historically bad. I, I'm going to say yes. I'm, I guess I'm going to like Tony with New Orleans. Yes, I'll do like that. <laughs> I'll do it like that. <laughs> so it looks like Carson's was a
4: foot injury, not ankle, yeah, some kind sprain. of foot thing, foot sprain. Yeah, yeah. okay. But it, lo- it does look like Carlos Hyde could come back next week. So at least they get they don't have to rely on DJ yeah, Dallas again. Uh, Tony, what do you think? Can they can they win the Super Bowl in Seattle?
5: Yes, 2020 has been a strange year, so why not have another strange year that the best offense in the league can win the Super Bowl, not the worst defense in the league? So you, I'll say yes.
2: All right, Jacob? It's a yes for me, and I think it's mainly because getting that running game back is so crucial because Russell Wilson is the best at play action, and that is really where a lot of his stuff comes from. They have arguably one of the best wide receivers in the game right now. The defense can only go up. It was Jamal Adams' first game back, I believe, that Buffalo game from his injury. And so if they can get any kind of healthy on the defense, it can't it can't be worse, obviously. And it was still a close-ish game. Um, the fact that they're also leading their division, and they're still tied for the lead in the entire NFC. And so Rhodes still lead through Seattle, I believe. And so that's big for them. So,
4: um, Did y'all see... I wanted to look up the the team stats, but the Pete Carroll quote after the game where he was like, yeah, you know, I really thought we had a, a really good situation to stop their run game. And I really thought our defense was ready for it. And I mean, they did stop the run game because the bills <laughs> didn't run the ball. Yeah. They were just like, we're going to throw it every time. And Seattle never adjusted. They're just like, we're still going to stop that run whenever y'all do it. <laughs> he's not <laughs> you know? wrong. They did stop it. Why are you <laughs> worried
5: about the run when you could throw over 360 yards a game against him? You know? what? Who cares about the, the run? I think the
4: shine's kind of getting off where I think we just assumed the defense will get right because Pete Carroll's had a good defense the whole time he's been Seattle. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, maybe. They, maybe they're just bad. They just
2: extended Pete Carroll. He's going to retire. They did. Yeah. He's yeah. like 70 so. years
4: old and got a five-year extension. Yep. That's yeah. Shout out to Pete Carroll. Yeah.
2: So trying
5: to beat old Chuck Hallis.
4: But. Um Packers. They're an interesting team to me over in the NFC North. I think they don't have to worry about that division anymore because the Bears have, have kind of water found its level and the Bears suck. Um, but the Packers are now sitting atop that division, and I I it's I say yes on the Packers because I think that defense is good. They've kind of been rocky. I think that defense is good. The only thing that worries ba- worries me about the Packers is I feel like on offense, their weapons aren't – they have two really good ones in Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. But who else? I think they talked about it a lot on Thursday Night Football where Joe Buck or Troy Aikman, one of them, was like, you can tell Rodgers is kind of annoyed because Scantling, I don't really think they can trust him. Tunyon, is that his name? Tunyon, right? Robert Robert, Tunyon. Yeah, the the tight end. end. He had an awesome game that won, and I don't think he's a bad tight end, but I don't really trust him. That's I I worry if they play a defense that just takes out Devontae Adams, which seems like it would be tough to do. Um, but if you can, I wonder if they would be easier to stop. I'm going to say yes, but they're kind of a yeah, but. I'm, I'm on uh, Jacob's yeah, but right now with the, the Packers. But I'll say yes. Tony, what do you think?
5: Um, I'm going to say yes. And, and Alan Lazard is supposed to be back this week or next week to give him a second receiver. But
4: he got hurt it, right after that huge game. Yeah, and
5: I, I, I'm I with you, though. I think they're outside. But uh, although I Aaron Jones is really good. And uh, so they do have some balance on offense. Defensively, they're just uh, middle of the road. I will say that uh, if for some reason they, they – we'll talk about the Rams later, but Jalen Ramsey is that shutdown corner that Devontae Adams really doesn't want to see. And so um, I, I'm, I'm concerned about them depending on what their matchup is. So uh, I'm going to say yes, though.
0: Uh, Pops, I'm a yes minus, I guess, kind of like Seattle. Uh, but, but maybe a little stronger than Seattle because I still I, – I love Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones – uh, I I think uh, Valdez Scantling, I think he can improve. I really do. I think he will come back, and then with Lazard coming coming in, the defense is okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a yes, slightly more than Seattle. I know that probably is against the grain, but uh, but a little more than Seattle. Yeah,
4: they w- Scantling just reminds me of one of those receivers where he's hit or miss. Like he mm-hmm. can he can break that big one, but he drops them. And when you got a guy, Aaron Rodgers to me is kind of like Brady, where Drop one more pass, and I'm not even going to look your damn way again. Well,
0: yeah, you're I, And right.
4: that's what worries me. I think you need Rodgers to trust you. He's not just going to keep blindly throwing you the ball. Do y'all and,
5: remember a guy named Darius Hayward Bay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. Skillet, Skillet Hands. Skillet Hands. Skillet, <laughs> hands. <Yeah>. Skillet <laughs> hands Bay. You kept looking. I'm like, damn, he's wide open. Look out. He, man, this guy's a great receiver. Six foot four, 230, just runs like the wind. And you throw it to him, and it's like, doink, doink. doink. That's Valdez, can't you? And unless they bring back Stickham, I think Valdez Gantley's.
2: Yeah, I was really
4: the hoping the Packers would go in on a trade for Will Fuller. I thought yeah. that would really
2: make the offense. But, hey, go look at Devontae yeah. Adams' rookie year and see, see what kind of skillet hands he had. I'm just saying. Yeah,
5: but this is not Valdez Gantley's rookie year. He's been around three I years know, now. I know. Yeah, for, it's just unfortunate. I am going to say Adams hands for one year.
2: He's, so. he's
5: going to leave the league with $6 million being paid to him. Good for him. <laughs> Right. So, Jacob, do you
2: think the Packers can win Super Bowl? It's a yes. I think for the NFC, for me, the top three, if I had to rank it, would be Saints, Packers, and Seahawks. I'm with Lyft. I have the Packers above the Seahawks. And it is because Aaron Jones, I think, is better than Chris Carson for now. And then I think that defense is better than the Seahawks defense. And again, them playing at Lambeau for at least their first game is big for them. So, yep.
4: Tony, did I get did I get a yes or a no from you? Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. so. Okay, mm-hmm. and then do we need do we need to even the NFC East champion? Like it's the Eagles currently. Do we just want to say yeah. no,
2: no for whoever the yeah. NFC East champion is? No.
5: They're gonna, <laughs> okay, they're gonna have to win two games to get to five hundred in the playoffs. They're yeah. the
2: only division that has a minus differential for every team as far as points. Mm. <laughs> so they've never scored. Oh, no <laughs> they just eight, don't one. score points. Oh, my
4: the, it, but as Tony mentioned with the 2020 being a weird year, the Eagles are going to win that division and beat someone in the first round. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. We can cross yeah. them off, but they will beat somebody in the first round. Alshon yeah.
2: practiced fully today. Jalen Rager's back. Hey, man, they're getting healthy. <laughs> and Hurts will be back. They'll have Hurts, yeah, say- Goddard.
5: Jeff Wait, do we just decide Raiders. that yes, they can win Super yeah, Yes, on the Eagles? And I mean, we'll,
2: we'll get there later, but we're talking about rookie QBs. Jalen Hurts is like one interception away from coming in and showing what he can do. I mean,
4: <laughs> are we are <laughs> oh we God. saying I need to go put a futures bet on Bet Online for the for the Eagles to win one playoff game? I bet there's good guys. odds. <laughs> if
2: there's a
5: bet for it, you probably should. Yeah, um. if there's a bet for it. <laughs> That would be- is there just any, one playoff game is there- game's all
2: you need. We don't need a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not one saying they're going to win it all. We win
1: a
4: home game, game
2: and you get to...
4: <laughs> so where I think the NFC gets interesting is kind of, I think, where I, I started it where it's just wide open. Now I ask you guys, is there a wild card team in the NFC that you say, yes, can win the Super Bowl? Not necessarily you're picking to win it, but yes, they can. I'll start, Pops, with you.
0: Well, oh, absolutely, and it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I mean, I think that's probably... Might not might not be the last time you hear that in this question, but I mean, Arians is too good a coach. I think he'll get it together. Brady is Brady. He's got so many weapons. The defense is good. Absolutely, I think Tampa Bay could get it right and 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 win the Super Bowl.
4: Is anybody in disagreement? No, no. Yeah, I think there's no point even. St- I think I exactly what you said. I, I just trust them. I'm gonna go out swinging with Tom Brady. He's gonna to have to prove me wrong before, mm-hmm. yeah. before I write them off. But so let's look at the other teams. I think the Cardinals. I don't. Again, I'm not picking them to. I could see them end up. That NFC West is actually it's up in the air of who wins that that division. And even the Rams. The Rams have been there before. But Tony, is there one of those two teams? Do you think could win yeah. Super bowl? I'll both? be
5: honest with you. My favorite in the NFC right now is the Los Angeles Rams because of the things we've talked about before. They have balance on offense. Now, whatever you say about Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown and and Cam Akers after bye week, we may see him actually be more involved. They can run the football, and uh, and Robert Woods and Cooper Cup may be the best two receivers, the best two receivers in football uh, on one on one team. You know, because Evans and Godfrey, uh, I haven't been able, to, but they're they're a great tandem. Godwin, Godwin, yeah, Godfrey, Godwin. Godwin, and um, and but the Rams have the best player in the NFL, and anytime you've got the best player in the NFL, uh, you've got an opportunity to win the Super Bowl, and I think Aaron Donald is just that kind of game wrecker that he could he could if he has one of those games, all of a sudden there are the Rams in the Super Bowl. So I personally they're my favorite. And as a wild card, I I, I definitely like the Rams to to come out of the NC. Big game this weekend. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, He's I mean if you
4: want to have a game Rams. where you get to instill some confidence in your quarterback, a little get right game for Jared Goff, he gets the get right defense in Seattle. Right. So yeah, and Sean yeah, McVay coming off a bye. So no I would no. I would imagine Jared Goff ends up with a a, a decent stat line after after <laughs> Sunday's game. Yeah. Pops, do you yeah. think they can win it all?
0: I, I I do because I like Sean McVay. I think he's proven that he is. I, I, I'm not sold on Kingsbury yet. I, I'm just. I'm just. He, he could be. I don't know, but not this year. Um, so, yeah, I think everything Tony said, I would agree with. I think the Rams are still going to make a lot of noise as a wild card, obviously, but uh, I think they will. So,
4: I've seen some nods out of Jacob out of the Rams and Cardinals. Is there one you like better or worse? I'm, I'm
2: with the group here. I think the Rams are. I like it, the Cardinals over the Rams to win Super Bowl. By the so, way, I would rather I would. Pick so the I Cardinals. guess you're the outlier then, because I think for me it comes down to experience also. And the Cardinals, I mean, just looking around, everybody's either brand new to that team or they're young, including the coach Sean McVay has been there. He's learned hopefully from what what's gone on with him. It's um, fair. My, like my dad said, it's they're balanced. I, I'm kind of. I'm. I can't remember if they've ever had, besides the very first week, if they've had all three running backs healthy again in the same backfield, and they looked real good. And it, it was against the Cowboys, I believe. Was that week one? I'm not yeah. sure, but they looked real good when all three were healthy. Um, but and then also, yeah, that duo of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, it's one of the best in the NFL. If as long as you don't have to ask Jared Goff to pass it. 30 times in a game, unless you're playing the Seattle Seahawks, then I like their chances, especially with Aaron Donald Donald on the other side of the ball. So,
4: You know, I think the reason I was on the Cardinals, or I know the reason I like them is I just think Kyler Murray can win you a game on his own. And I think that defense is a a fair defense. Now, you make a good point. When it comes down to what coach do I trust to make the right call? Because Kingsbury has done some things where you're like, what the hell are you doing <laughs> now? He also draws up some offenses that look really good now. And, and McVay's been there; he's gone in Super Bowl. He knows what he's doing. That team trusts him. Golf, I don't love, but it, like you said, if, as long as I don't have to like depend on golf to just put me on his back, the Rams could definitely do it because that defense has gotten better and better as this year's gone on. Yeah, don't and think they do it, have that guy named Aaron
0: Donald. Don't they get Uh, that tight end back Higby. Um, Higby Hig- should be back. Hig- I think yeah, he comes right. back Higby this and week, ever. and he. He showed and, and Everett, yeah, both. So yeah, the Rams. It's a that Rams. Uh, yeah. Rams Seahawks is a game that that's I would put game. on my must watch. Big game yeah. this weekend. I would, you know, yeah. Big game.
2: And by the way, uh Kevin, you're saying you think Kyler Murray can put a team on his back and win you a game? I mean, I don't know much more he can do than what he did this weekend, and they lost. <laughs> so
4: true, and they missed a kick. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's a fair point. I'm just saying. I,
2: uh, no, I I'm I'm fine with that though, because he is flashy. I get it. So
4: let's go then to let's <laughs> let's reel it back in and go just to next week and give our locks of the week our bet online locks of the week. We're gonna help you make some money. Let's see here. Does anybody have a game? I'm kind of looking at the board trying to. I'm kind of narrowing it down between two or three. Does anybody have one they already like?
0: You need to come to me last because I I've, I've got two or three. <laughs> well, I so yeah, I can piggyback on what we just talked about. I mm-hmm. I think Seattle on the road again to the Rams. Uh, Seattle is plus one, uh, so so the Rams are favored by one, and the over under is fifty five and a half. I'm all over the Rams, and I'm all over the over. I would I would say those are two long.
4: I, I, I kind of like parlaying them together because if you if you think that the Rams are going to put up points on that terrible defense, which is not – it's totally viable. The Seahawks will put up points. Like, mm-hmm. like Jacob said, garbage time points count just the same yes, in fantasy and they count the same on that over-under, baby. <laughs> so I like that. I like that pick a lot, Pops. That was one I was kind of looking at. Um, again, we've done this – I'm not going to go with it. A game I'm also interested in is the Thursday night game. The Titans-Colts is now a pick I just like betting against Phillip Rivers on a pick'em game. <laughs> But since it's on Thursday, I'm not exactly sure when this game's coming out. I'm not going to choose that one. But I'll go with Cardinals. I've just been on the Cardinals thing. Cardinals minus one over the Bills. I I just don't like the Bills traveling over. I think they might be feeling kind of high on themselves. And I like that Cardinals. To to get right on a game, they probably feel like they should have won. Whether they should have or not, they they probably feel like they should have won. And I think that defense is better than giving up 31. So we'll see. But that's the team I'm going. Cardinals minus one.
2: Jacob, you got one. Uh, just looking at it here, uh, last couple minutes, I'm gonna go just a little bit of, <laughs> just a little bit of AFC West bias, and we've been talking them up this pod, but I'm gonna take the Chargers plus two and a half against the Dolphins. I mean, we've talked up the Dolphins so much, but I think they've never faced a four man front like the Chargers have. Justin Herbert is on fire as anyone can be right now. That wide receiving core is healthy. I need to check on Mike Williams to see if he's fine after that game. I know he got knocked out in the last play, but...
4: Does he get hurt every yeah, single game? Yeah, he does. It seems like He's so good, so but...
2: I think, I think the Chargers have a chance to win that game and steal one from Miami just because they're coming off that big win coming across to Arizona, and so I think the Chargers could go in there and <coughs> take one, so...
4: I like that. Uh, as far as rookie... I am mean, probably Joe Burrow's the one he'd pick, but... Justin Herbert is as
0: good. We've said this a lot, but he just keeps looking awesome. Yeah. out of rookie quarterbacks, would he maybe be the one you pick, pops? I, I was, I was going to say, I circled that game because you got Herbert playing Tua. I mean, that that mm-hmm. uh, fun to watch. That's going to be and and, and the, the Chargers are just fun to watch anyway. So uh, I I like Herbert. I really do. So I, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm picking that game like you did, Jacob. But I I am anxious to watch it.
4: The chart, we probably ought to give him as much credit. Maybe it's I like Anthony Lynn better. I just think he's okay. But if this was Matt Patricia losing closest games like this, I think I would have a full like five minute monologue where I just rip into yeah. him. And I haven't done that to Anthony Lynn. Somehow, I forget the stat, but like in the last it's like something like in it's the last crazy. 20 one score games, they've lost 18 of yeah. them or something. Like that is insane. The team, and it's one of those rosters, you look at it from the like all the way around, you're like, they're not bad. Like, I really mm-hmm. don't mind that roster, but they just find a way to lose a game. As much as I love. And sometimes it doesn't always feel like it's their fault. Yeah. But yeah what are we as gonna much say?
2: as I love Anthony Lynn, just because, just A, hard knocks. He should. I, I loved him even more after hard knocks. But, I mean, yeah, it's always close games. But, yet he, yeah, you're right. He always finds a way to lose them. Just a perfect example that last play of their last game, he threw it to the backup tight end, I believe, was the who they threw it up to. A fade route yeah. to the backup tight end? Like, like, what are that, we doing? You just question. And so them trading away one of their pro bowl defensive players tells me that he might be out the door at the end of this season i i hope it's not true because i'm kind of hoping everyone sticks to the whole 2020 throw an asterisk on it let's not make any sudden changes but he might be on his way out i think with that defensive move they made so
4: yeah i could see that maybe that's kind of them punting on the on a year where they thought maybe we can get it right and i think at some point you just kind of got to go all right well we're not getting the playoffs so let's go ahead and what do you think, uh, Tony? Do you have a, a lock of the week?
5: Yeah, I'm gonna have to put some side action with Jacob on that Chargers Dolphins game, I guess. But all um,
0: right,
5: let's go with the let's go with the Dolphins. There, we may have another six pack bet going. Okay, there.
2: Um, I, I hope so. It's in my favor. <laughs>
5: yeah, that's I've I've put a lot of beer in this fridge, um, <laughs> but. Uh, um, You know, I've got two and and so my first one though is all of a sudden Minnesota's had two great weeks against two really bad teams and all of a sudden they're a three point favorite going into Chicago. And I know we've talked about how bad Chicago they're you know they're they're not really real, but a uh, three point home dog. You know, I like the home dogs, and I really like Chicago in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with even if Montgomery is not playing, I, I think that they've got enough there to um, to interact that they can throw against the Vikings, and even Nick Foles can throw against the Vikings on the road, and um, uh, Dalvin Cook. Maybe we, if we're talking best running backs in the NFL later, but. Um, uh, dude, he's on en fuego. He's
0: in. Um, agree. Agreed.
5: So the Vikings intrigues. Yeah. You're picking against them. You I'm like picking him against them at at Chicago on Monday night, with or without fans. It's all. Alre- it's always tough to go into Soldier Field, and to go into Soldier Field on a Monday night as a, as a favorite. I'm, I I would. I'm picking the Bears on that one. Now Ooh. my other one to watch. Is the Ravens? I've got the Ravens at seven and a half point favorites going into New England. If for some reason that gets to seven or less, I'm all over the Ravens.
4: Yeah, that hook. I wish they didn't
5: have yeah. that hook on. It's showing it, seven is-
2: on ESPN, but that's they don't okay as much. So
5: if if yeah if that gets to and I had I didn't go to Bet Online before the pod, but if if that line gets to seven or if you can buy it down. Boy, how Patriots I aren't re- good.
4: They're just not good.
5: Yeah, and and I really like and and you know the Ravens are one of those teams that's real good teams go into New England right now. And they're going to want to beat the crap out of them because you know you don't get that chance very often. And New England just scraped by the Jets, and so um, I I like the Ravens. Maybe even with the hook, but I uh, the without the hook, the Ravens at minus seven or less. Ooh. That's a good. I like
4: bet. in that game in particular. I like the over, just over 43 and a half. I think the Ravens are going to score thirty alone, and then all we just need is a couple garbage time points. Well, my yeah, it's my
5: only fear there is that that could be a thirty one to ten game, and yeah, there you are on the in the under. But mm. um, but yeah, I, I, but so I, I, for the for the audience, for all those folks in Norway that are betting on betonline.ag, <laughs> I'm going with the Bears in three at home on Monday.
4: So. Night. That one intrigues me. I think the Dolphins. I mean the Vikings. As much as we've, I, I know I have crapped on them early. That you know, defense was bad. You know, I think it's clear. I'm not a big Kirk Cousins guy. It wouldn't shock me. They win. They're not even going up against the offense. That offense is so terrible in Chicago. I think they can win this game. Then all of a sudden they get Cowboys, Panthers, Jags. They could pull off a little win streak and all of a sudden be in the wild card hunt, which is wild because ah, yeah, two or three weeks ago I was saying they're they're the worst team in the <laughs> NFC. They have got
5: offensive talent, but defensively, they're just not where yeah. they need to be. No. And, yeah. I keep uh,
4: trusting Zimmer to get it better, and they've gotten better. It's not good. It's not good.
5: I, I just, you know, yeah, congratulations. You beat Detroit, <laughs> who will probably be getting a new coach soon. And um, so, you know, I, I'm, they, you know, uh, just because you, uh, yeah, you went in and beat Green Bay when they had just lost Aaron Jones and Jamal
4: Williams. I'm not. Or when you just lost Aaron Jones. Yeah. I'm... So our, our picks, we have Bears as an underdog, plus two and a half. Rams, what, what do we get? Rams as an underdog, what? also plus Rams and a half? minus one. Yeah. Minus, minus one. one. Yeah. Rams minus one at home. Yeah. Chargers as an underdog yep. at what, two and a half? half yep.
2: plus two, And, and half.
4: then yep. plus two and a half. And then we got the Cardinals at what was that line at? Was it two? Minus one. There? Minus one. One, one, one point favorite. So all of them really close. All of them very close spreads. And we're just trying to make you money. That's all you got to do. You just go yeah, over you just to Bet make Online. Some money, man. Throw that promo in there. Armchair. A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. Get your little welcome bonus and just go make some cash. That's right. We, we right. talked to Vikings, and I do money. want to ask money. best running back and receiver. We're kind of midway through the week. Uh, I think the answer may have changed from what we were going to say at the beginning of the year. I, I, it's hard not to say Dalvin Cook. Car- Cook's the best running back. I'm going to go with he is. Uh is there anybody who disagrees? Yep.
0: Me. Who you got? Alvin Kamara. I mean, I know who you got. Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I I really I just think he's the like held the leading receiver. Well, he's not anymore, but he was there for a couple of weeks. He is the juice that makes New Orleans go. And and uh I I love Kamara. I think he's the best running back in the league.
4: I kept thinking he would get worse when Ingram left and he didn't have that one two punch and the last two years showed uh uh-uh. uh He's he's fine. he's fine wherever whoever's his backup running back. So where That's I a dis- fair... Yeah. Go ahead, Tony. Fair Go much. ahead.
5: So where I disagree with Uncle Lift is uh or excuse me, Dr. Lift is that I don't think if you have third and three, you're giving the ball to Al- Alvin Kamara within the tackles. Dalvin Cook does it all. Right now he's the most versatile back in the game. Um uh health notwithstanding if you looked at those Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, uh, all those guys, that were, and Zeke Elliott, all those guys that were getting drafted at the top of fantasy drafts right now. Dalvin Cook is showing I'm the best all around back, and um, and means the most to his team. So that's where I disagree with Alvin Kamara being that that guy is that you just can't trust him to run through the tackle. He he makes his money on the edge and through the air. Not They're that he's born. not great at it, but um, you know that's why Roger Craig is not you know one of the greatest running backs of all time. He was great catching the ball out of the backfield, but he just couldn't do much between tackles, and that's where I think the difference is with those two.
4: Yeah, not, health notwithstanding, I mean, freaking Christian McCaffrey. I don't have him in a fantasy league, but I, it's got to suck because when he's in, all he does is go for 100 yards and multiple touchdowns, and he had that incredible catch. Last yeah. week against the Chiefs, Yeah. yeah. he yeah. does he to me he does a lot what Kamara does in the passing game and in the running game is really really sneaking good. He's a tough little booger, isn't he?
3: He's, <laughs> I mean, tough he is. the,
4: he's tough in the
5: in between tackles. That's just the thing. He's tough. If he had twenty more pounds on him, he would be the greatest. Mm-hmm. He probably so my
4: be. hesitancy so. in the beginning of the year with like fantasy wise is just how many carries he had last year, and he's not. I had the same hesitancy with Derek Kinder but Derek Kinder's a huge guy. Christian McCaffrey's not a huge guy. Now I think this the ankle thing. Ankles happen. That that doesn't have. I don't think that has to do yeah. because you're small. Like that just happens. Someone fell on you wrong. The shoulder one we'll see. Right now I think they're saying day to day, week to week. He's getting a second opinion. Usually when you get a second opinion, it means you didn't like what the doctor heard. So they're probably trying to roll him out. Uh, Tony or Jacob. Who do you think is the best running back? Are you Cook or for me? Not as recent for advice. me. It's-
2: just for the sheer fact, obviously we're not. We can't really talk about Barkley, and yeah, with McCMc's injuries, we can't. I don't think about Barkley either. But Dalvin Cook for me is it. I mean, the guy is. I believe he's leading the league in rushing, and he's already had his bye and missed. Sure, he might have done it the last two weeks, <laughs> and yeah. I think he's already had four games of 130 yards rushing or more. Um, let alone not even counting his receiving, and so I think. He's the all-around back for me. Like my dad said, he's the guy that he, I, I trust him for a screen pass. I trust him in between the tackles. And honestly, we talk about Kamara, and he's the fuel for that for that Saints team. And you're right, he, he, is, he is definitely one of the major pieces. But you take away Dalvin Cook from these Vikings, and I don't even know if they have a win. And so he's a big piece of what they're doing there in Minnesota as well. And so for me, he's just the all-around best running back right now out there. Are we... Hard dog, yeah. I'm
0: should
4: we it. be giving more love? The uh, the only other guy that has 800 yards on the season, he's only 15 yards behind Dalvin Cook. Derrick Henry following up a great run last year with a good year this year. Are we just not valuing it, or is it because what he doesn't do in the passing game?
2: It's a little bit of both. Um, for me, it's the fact that I know he's very. I guess last week kind of hurt his stock for me. He had a bad week last week. But it's the fact that, yeah, he's not too involved. And I'm, I'm not saying he can't do it, but we just don't see him do it. So maybe that it means he can't. I'm not sure. But I, I know that the fact that Dalvin Cook has shown that he can at least do something with the ball in the receiving game puts him ahead of Derrick Henry for me. Well,
4: and well, as we mentioned, Cook's leading, the, or yeah, Cook's leading the league in rushing, and he also missed a game and had his bye. He missed a game for injury and had a bye week. So... That means he's putting up some numbers.
0: I have to say, Derrick Henry, the problem I have with him is he does not run hard every single time he gets the ball to me. he Now, he does turn it on sometimes at the end of games, but you'll see him just run in the line and fall down. And I, I'm just – he doesn't run the ball hard every time he touches the ball, and that leaves me a little unexcited about him. Hmm. Yeah, I think what
5: separates – the others from Derrick Henry is yards per carry. And, and Derrick Henry has broken off some really huge runs. But it takes him 20-plus carries to really have a great game. And mm-hmm. you don't see that Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey could have 10 carries and they've won the game for you. And I think they're game breakers and makes a difference. Now, Derrick Henry has probably some of the longest rushing touchdowns and NF- the most in NFL history now within the last three years. But – um. So, so I'm not saying he can't break him long, but it just takes him 20 plus carries to get there, and I, I think that's a difference.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, guys with more yards per carry than Derrick Henry, uh, Alexander Madison's ahead of him, Damian Harris, J.K. Dobbins, Philip Lindsay, Chubb. There's, there's a lot of names out there that average more yards per carry, I, and that's what we didn't say is Nick
2: Chubb say. Now, Nick coming Chubb's back this week. Several
5: weeks he started out like. Wow, Nick, this guy special. Nick
2: Chubb still leads the league in most yard or most rushes of twenty plus yards or more, and he's been out for how many weeks now? And he still leads the league. It six, five, I believe. Yeah. So yeah,
4: he has the most. He has six 20 yeah. yards, twenty plus yards rushes. The yeah. second best. Alvin Kamara yeah. at five, so I think, it's just Russell Wilson's also yeah. second best at five. Which is pretty wild. It's
2: just awesome to see what they do. Like Kamara, they know his skill set. It's just awesome to see him. Like when you compare them with him versus Dalvin versus CMC, Kamara, Kamara is just fun to see how they each, I guess, use their skill set to their advantage. Kamara's skill set mm-hmm. is the receiving game, and boy, does he use it to his advantage, and it works. I mean, he's what averaging like so, what, six receptions a game at least, and so.
4: I think that's a fair point. I think I probably say Cook's better because I can just throw him on any offense mm-hmm. and we'll be successful. But if you tell me I get to have Sean Payton with Alvin Kamara, now I might have a different right. opinion because they just know how to use him and he's awesome in that in that New Orleans Saints offense. Yeah. The the conversation I think is a little more contentious just because there's a lot of good names at the top. best wide receiver in football. I one name that would not have been two names that would not have been in the list are the two leading receivers right now, Stephon Diggs and DK Metcalf. Are either one of those one of y'all's best receivers in football right now?
0: Boy, I, I looked at <laughs> targets, reception, <laughs> yards, uh uh yards per game. Dick shows up in every single one of those high on the list. He really does. Uh Metcalf shows up in almost all those lists. Um I'm still gonna go with DeAndre Hopkins, though. I like DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> I just think he's amazing. Kelsey, by the way. Travis Kelsey shows up on a lot of those lists. He does. I didn't mention him because he's not technically a receiver, but he might as well be. But he might as well be. So those are my top four. And, and if you ask me, I'm going Hopkins. I think Hopkins is the best best guy in the game right now.
4: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I see some, some – And I, he hasn't had receiver. two good weeks.
0: You know, he hasn't had just great the last two weeks. But anyway, still my my,
4: my best receiver. And I think – Part of the reason you go Hopkins is because, yes, D.K. Metcalf and Diggs are great, but I kind of also weigh in is I I just want to see it for a little longer. I I would love to have D.K. Metcalf on my Mm -hmm. team. If you're telling me if we're drafting at his age, yeah, I'd probably – he'd be in consideration. My best receiver, though, because I've seen him do it game in and game out – I think Devontae Adams. I just think he gets the job done every single game. And it helps that he's on the right page with the uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. I think that's part of what helps DK, uh, DK out, too. Him and Russell just seem to be on the right page. But give me Devonte Adams. I know what I'm getting. An awesome route runner. Also can go get the jump ball. It, it, we, year one, he might not have had the best hands, but now he has. He catches everything thrown his way. I like Devontae Adams a lot. Jacob, who's who's your receiver? Who's the best receiver you I got? Think,
2: I think DeAndre Hopkins is – Always the conversation. And he always should be. I I just feel like he's the safe answer, and he should, he, and he rightfully should be. He's always consistently top five, almost every year, at least if not number one. I don't think he's ever. I don't think he's ever had too many injury issues. I don't know really back his early career, but I think when when healthy, Devonte Adams, you're right. He he just seems so dominant, and when he is healthy, there's just nothing that can stop him. I mean, it helps to have Aaron Rodgers, of course, but he. I, I just don't know how you can't vote him in as right now as the number one wide right receiver. Michael Thomas had a shot at the end of the at the beginning of the year before he got hurt, but Hopkins is a safe choice because he's just so consistently top five. Adams, when healthy, he looks like just the most dominant receiver in the NFL. So
0: yeah,
4: looking at yards a game, he's the only one over a hundred. He's got hundred and twelve. DK's right below it at ninety eight point five yards. I per will game. say
2: I love DK. There, I think someone started giving him the nickname of. Baby Megatron and boy, it's sticking. I'm liking it. He mm-hmm. watching that yeah. Bills game, I mean, it was yeah, it was trash points, but he was still bowling over people catching these I think I saw there was an incomplete pass that they he was coming in for a slant and they tackled him. They tried to tackle him before he caught the ball, and he just bounced off the guy and the guy fell flat on his back and he was it acted like it was nothing to him. He's a scary dude, man. He's a scary dude. What
4: interests me with DK is I don't think Russell Wilson. He, he thinks about what he says before he says it all the time. He has a lot of times it's canned answers is what he gives a lot. Mm-hmm. But he talking about DK Metcalf, and this is when he has another awesome receiver on oh, his yeah. team in Tyler Lockett. Yep. Every post game he talks about DK Metcalf, and he and he compares them often that to Jerry Rice, and says he could be the next Jerry Rice. And to, just to get if your names ever mentioned yeah. in the same sentence as Jerry Rice. You're damn good. DK is interesting. I'd like to see it for a little longer, but man, dang, he is awesome. Tony, person. Tony, who do you got best receiver?
5: Man, I, I got to tell you that this is one of the toughest categories because the NFL now has several extremely talented wide receivers. Mm-hmm. The game has changed, but from a longevity standpoint, uh, I'd go with um, DeAndre Hopkins just because he can do so many things. Now, however, I will say this for this year. Dude, Stefan Diggs is balling. And so, you know, but uh he doesn't have the touchdowns that um uh, that Devontae Adams does. Uh you know, nobody's talking about Julio. And I think Julio, I was interested if
4: anyone bring up Julio. Julio. is
5: still one of the most dominant game players out there. And he's missed a couple of games and been playing hurt a couple of games, so it's really hurting his game his yards per game average, but uh Still, I, I think you can't argue that if you've got to make 10 yards of all those people that you could throw the ball to, I think DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones are going to come out on top As us. I want to throw to those two guys if I need – if I've got to have 10 yards, fourth and 10, game on the line, Julio, DeAndre.
4: I'm glad one. you brought up Julio Jones because I feel like – a lot of this conversation gets skewed by who's putting up points in fantasy because that's what we're, we're, we do notice what's on a roster. And Julio's injuries and for some reason it's this weird thing where he doesn't catch a lot of touchdowns in Atlanta. I don't understand it. <laughs> but he's still really good and he's been really good for 10 years. And I don't think he, he's had some injury issues, but when he plays, I don't feel like he's dropped off. Like I still think yeah. he's awesome. And I'll,
5: I'll say this though right now. When the all-pro lineup comes up at the end of this year, if Stefan Diggs is not wide receiver one, it's a travesty because he's just having the year of his career and he he's just dominating his position uh right now for 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 what he's doing.
4: It's funny. I think it worked out great for him in that trade to Buffalo because he didn't like his his issue at Minnesota was he thought Kirk Cousins didn't look at him first enough and looked at Thielen enough, which Thielen's really good. No one mentioned him, but Thielen's a really good receiver. Yeah. But now he's gone to Buffalo. And my man Josh Allen looks at him every single play. If not once, maybe 3 times. Hey bef-
0: before we get off receivers, uh, do you do you know who has the most yards after catch? Uh no. It would be Alvin Kamara. That's who it would be. <laughs> He's he is damn good. He is what? first with 542 yards after catch. Second is McLaurin up at uh, Washington football team with 366. I, like him. I do too. I like McLaurin. Well, He's it helps when you're
2: catching the ball behind the line of scrimmage. Line yeah. of
0: scrimmage.
4: <laughs> he averages 70 who yards has? a game. Not, not. Man, I'm not saying <laughs> he just got away. that wiggle, man. He got that wiggle. I know he does.
5: who has the most touchdowns
2: yeah Uh, the most Uh, I think it's DK I would would guess I would guess Tyreek Hill I was gonna gonna ask you about Tyreek Hill so I know he's he's always up there but no one ever considers him the best when do we start giving him his credit
4: so I was in a text conversation with a friend earlier and I and it was and I was deciding I was watching this past week and I thought you know Tyreek Hill is kind of – I think he gets known as just, oh, he's just a burner. He's just a burner because that's what he was. He's proven as his career has gone on, he runs good routes. He he actually can go up and catch some over people every now and then. It surprised me because he's not a huge guy. And, of course, he's the fastest player maybe in the NFL. It's time to give him his due as – Right on the edge, if not a top five well,
0: receiver, maybe like scariest receiver. I think yeah. Tyreek Hill yeah. puts the fear of God in people because he can get. Well, I think it opens quick. up.
4: Kelsey's a great oh, tight man. end, yeah. but having Tyreek Hill to where that safety has Absolutely. to be over the top.
2: I'm just, I'm just it glad that we mentioned him because you're he is always up there. And you're right, Kevin. Most people just think like, oh, he's that burner roller coaster of a wide receiver. He's not consistent. But I mean this year he's proven the exact opposite. I think he's only had one game where he's had less than like 50 yards receiving or something. He's always had more than 3 catches. He's
5: consistent.
2: Yeah, he's been a consistent, consistent. guy, and he's got the rushing ability. None of the none of these other receivers we're talking about really they ever rush the ever rush the ball let alone try. And so I mean I'm just saying he's worth he's worth consideration. I, I think
4: it's time Tyreek Kill never gets into consideration because I think we just go, Oh, he's like Deshaun Jackson. All he does is go yeah. deep. And if you watch him for more than one game, just watch him yeah. and kind of pay attention. He's a good route runner. He's not he's just over. You talk yeah, because yeah,
2: Dad, you talk about 10 yards. Hell, if I got three seconds, I can get 15 out of him. So Yeah, yeah.
5: No kidding. Yeah, he's yeah, he just doesn't get the volume that the other guys do because of the offense that he plays in. I, I understand that.
4: Does anybody have any strong thoughts? I didn't watch a ton of Jeopardy, but it is, the Trebek, Trebek down was pretty.
2: I mean, we watched it, and when I lived with Matt, my uh, roommates Matt and Bonner at Arkansas. Bonner is a big Jeopardy guy, but nothing really worth mentioning probably. I,
5: yeah, you knew it was coming, and it's yeah. another passing of a legend, and, and, and generations is going. This has been interesting in 2020 to see how many of those guys we've seen um, pass away. But, they, I mean, Sean Connery and yeah. then Alex oh, yeah. Trebek – you know, a week later, you know, it's one of the best Saturday Night Live skits ever um, is <laughs> Will Ferrell That's as Alex right. Trebek. And then um, uh, Daryl Hammond is – I think it's Daryl Hammond is Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just amazing. So, both those guys passing away as close. But, yeah, I, I he, he – an icon, right? Just an icon.
4: And, and a classy in that, guy. In that
0: and a very genre. classy guy. In I
4: saw a lot of people talk book. about Trebek saying – By him on that show, his presence and kind of being funny and everything he did, it made, like, being kind of nerdy and a little geeky, like, it made it cool. Like, it wasn't just looked (laughs) as frowned upon. And Thank God. That's something. something Trebek was – he had an interesting sense of humor. Like, it was – he's not – I don't think he was just, like, a straight-up funny guy, but he would have these little remarks after they would – after you have to listen to the 18th million person go – well, you know, I'm into this and that and that and Trebek yes. would just have these little one-liners that make you giggle. The
2: best was any kind yeah. of sports categories, and he would like read off the answer to him, like kind of with somewhat a little bit of an attitude, like "How did y'all not know? Like this is called an option, <laughs> or like I, I don't know."
0: His little attitude for sports is so funny. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Pops,
4: did you watch? I know you're a big Will of Fortune guy. Do you watch much Jeopardy?
0: Not a lot. No, I was more Will of Fortune and Chuck Woolery at the Love Connection. I like old Chuck Woolery. But <laughs> it's a game show host. Connection. Yeah.
4: I know, Tony, you said we like we knew it was coming. It, it did seem out of nowhere. I, so I knew he had cancer and I knew it could be sooner rather than later. It didn't, it felt like there was no report. Usually, you know, you get the reports of, he's not doing as good or something like there was still yeah. Jeopardy on every day. And then it was like Sunday morning. I was gearing up. I had red zone. I popped red zone on. I had my second computer. I was going to watch the, the cheese cam. I had pull it pulled up. And then all of a sudden I get a notification. On my phone I was like, Oh damn. When yeah. that, that just kind of came out of nowhere, yeah. you know? And yeah. he
5: did it right. I mean, he was 80, 80, is
4: that mm. correct? 80, 80 years old.
5: And, uh, but said, Hey man, I know this is not beatable. We're going to run this as long as we can. He stayed in great shape. He, did all things right. Kept working. And, you know, he did. He didn't complain about it. He didn't go on a bunch of shows about it. Uh, you know. Class. Perhaps, yeah, yeah, it's, t- class. it's class. T- class. Class is a good way that and, to put yeah. That kind of describes him, right? Class. Class. Yeah. Class guy.
4: And you see, Jeopardy's going to, as per his wishes, he was apparently still doing episodes, like recording new episodes last week. And they're going to air his most, all the episodes he's recorded, they're going to air them all because that's what he wanted them to do. So yeah. I, I thought that was cool.
5: Yeah. Class. That's a
4: good Whoever class. fills his job, I'm sorry, because there's just no way you're gonna do Jeopardy yeah. better than Alex Trebek. Hope they don't. Hope
5: they don't. Unless it's Will Ferrell. <laughs> 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 yeah.
4: Alright, I think that wraps us up for this week. We got a good NFL in. We uh, sh- rest in peace to Alex Trebek. It was awesome. I know a lot of people felt a, a, a lot a lot of strong ways about him. So well, we did but glad Sean
0: Connery, I'm glad you brought up. Connery R.I.P. Too. Yeah. Hell yeah. of a dude. Yeah.
4: Really yeah. like Sean. Hell Connery. of a dude. Yeah, he made it. All right, that that wraps us up. (laughs) That wraps us up. We will be back again next week with more NFL talk. And out of nowhere, the NBA is right around the corner. We might we might have a little NBA talk at the the free agency and drafts coming up. So who knows? Sports it went from no sports and now we can't get enough. We almost too much. I'm getting. A little overfull. So. <laughs>
5: well, yeah, the SEC is going to be all suspended, so it's good. We need something <laughs> else going on.
4: <laughs> yeah, they're true, true. <laughs> all right, that'll do it, guys. I will catch y'all again next week. Don't forget to find us on Twitter and Facebook. Just search J, J- just press play and like and subscribe us on wherever you get your podcast. Peace out. Peace. Peace. All right, on zero, clap. Three, two, one, zero. All right. How does LJ know who clapped? No, but he just. I wondered so like, that. On Mix Track, it's like, because you see on your uh oh, on death, so you oh, big waves. So he just matches all those big waves to be at the same. Nice. Yeah.
3: You learn something every day, don't you? 32. That's why uh, 32, baby. You're learning how the sausage is made. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs>